Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Welcome to the podcast. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. I just realized when I listened that my my impression of the beeps that happen before the podcast starts recording are totally off. Really? Yeah, because I do the clicking. That's closer. Anyway, we have this little thing that lets us know that we're about to, we should start talking soon, which really doesn't matter because Becca can fix anything. And she has. And she has. Our producer slash editor slash goddess of the podcast, Becca Messel. That's right. Helpmate. (laughs) Kind of. Genesis version of the helpmate. We'll find one Sister Bride. Sister Bride. That's right. Uh, yeah, I won't. I'll, I'll stop there. Okay, Just stop there. <laughs> I've yeah, got I've got a strange good. brew going right now. So I really? ate some I ate some curry. <laughs> I ate some curry oh. uh, a few hours ago, and now all of a sudden it's just like and some non prels just recently. Exactly. Who we just? Oh, we, we already we already the, gave we already a gave a shout out. We're, we're finally eating the pretzel non prels, which was I thought a very good mix of both sweet and salty. Mm, that's could, kind of that's kind of us. We should we should sponsor one of our sponsors for the podcast. Oh, who? <laughs> Not whoever made these things. Oh yeah, well I don't Actually, know. Actually, they might be privately made. So we no, don't I think re- they don't home- receive any money. I from, think they homemade them. Yeah, I think they, they are homemade. homemade. They look homemade. Those pretzel non prel dips. Maybe they made them just thinking of us. Oh, I would bet so. Oh. Tasty. I'm still surprised by all that. Tasty. How much people love the floating heads they listen to once a week on the podcast. You know, I gotta, I gotta give a little, um, you know, disclaimer. You know, men don't carry purses. We, I mean, I've you've seen the Seinfeld episode about the yeah. man bag, right? You know, um, but uh, it's it's not a purse; it's a European carry all. Okay. You know, um, I I don't carry a purse, but I do carry a messenger bag, okay. which is pretty much a giant purse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh inside of that purse it's really fun so like last night we were uh we had parked at the pizzeria place yeah. and i was like wait a second i have change so i'm like digging through <laughs> this giant messenger bag and uh i'm just finding all sorts of things that i've just you know shoved in there yeah. and uh i i made a resolution about oh gosh it was almost you know 10 years ago when i got back from india i said i will never never be in a position where I don't have Pepto-Bismol at oh. somewhat of my disposal. Okay. And uh, I've been carrying around those little caplets, ah. little capsules um, uh, ever since then. Nice. So, you know, if you if you uh, have ever experienced just a sudden onset of, you know, a bout of either food poisoning or, or you know, like uh, the return of Jafar, as we described it, mm. um, you, you definitely want to have that at hand. So... Um, you can't exactly fit that in a wallet, right? You know, and it's kind of weird to like carry around, you know. But if you got it in your messenger bag, just well, give me a little you're advice. Carrying around your purse, you might want to carry around the things you need for that time of the month too. <laughs> That's what my mom does. Oh my gosh! When I was a kid, when I was a kid, and I would borrow my mom's car. I mean, it was just like. I did not want to open up any, like, uh, whatever, like, glove box, compartment, whatever, like, with my friends around. So, God bless you, Mom. I never knew what you were yet. God bless you. Yeah, we had, uh, there, there was this, uh, 
there was one time like I did open the glove box and it's seriously like I don't know maybe it was just restocked recently but it was like a jackpot machine where they just all like kept coming Spring. out and I was just like ah! Worst day ever. That reminds me, my my dad had a coworker, a female coworker that that was just very gun rights, and and so she carried like two two pistols in the car with her, Ooh. and then so and I think one in her purse too, it was like two in the car, like one above, one in the uh, the visor, one in the glove box, one in her purse, Jeepers. like th- three pistols, and then my dad one time like he saw her going through her purse and like a, a pepper spray fell out, and he's like. Why do you need pepper spray if you're carrying a gun? Yeah. And she's like, the pepper spray is to spray in the hole after I shoot him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was like, I do not want to run into you in a dark alley. Yeah, right. Oh, my goodness. All right. All right. How are we going to tie this in? Um, so. How do you forgive? So, full, full disclosure. <laughs> we were sitting during our uh, our smoke break between podcasts and uh and I was just admitting to Father Nathan that I had gone to like three or four topics in my head, but today was just crazy, so I couldn't plan anything. So we're trying to come up with something, probably for the first time ever, between me and you at least, where we actually discuss like what usually we're Usually you're very much prepared. Well, I, I am usually prepared. And so I, I had like a bu- couple things I could have done, and then I was like, ah, that deserves more research. So anyway, we, we want to uh, – one of my parishioners brought up a topic. Um, how do you – so she thought that Father Nathan, when he gave an example one time about someone that he had had a, a just a momentary disagreement with or been momentarily frustrated with, she thought that it was her. We still don't know if it is or not. Probably not. It was not it her. It was not her. Okay. So anyway, so she, though— I asked, is she 60? And that's the only question I asked. not 60. And he's like, she's not 60. Yeah. I was like, then it wasn't her. She's mid-20s. So anyway, so— She so, looks 60. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. So anyway, she thinks Father Nathan's amazing. I don't think she's ever met you, but just because of the podcast, she this wants to meet you one day. This is a great topic. And <laughs> how amazing Father Nathan is. <laughs> and so so she wants to meet you one day. And so she's like, what do I do? I, I, I don't want to be that girl once he sees me. Like, hey, you're the one that that, that said this. That got me so frustrated. So anyway, so she said, you should do a podcast on when you've had a disagreement with somebody or when you've had a fight, when you've, when you've been on the wrong side of them for whatever reason. How do you reconcile? Like, mm. what do you do? And it made me think of something I had seen in a in a restaurant one time because I am just I will go out of my way to not cause trouble, way out of my way. And so if if somebody at the restaurant brings me like the exact opposite of what I ordered, I will sit there and eat the whole thing, yep. smiling the whole time. Just that I don't have to say, oh, I'm sorry, this isn't what I ordered, or or like, oh, I I found like a whole Sasquatch worth of hair in my food, and I'll oh, just pick it all sick. out, <laughs> whatever it is. Like, I'll go way out of my way not to complain, you yeah. know. And so, so I was sitting there, and the table on, in front of me just came up, and the 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 server had not been there yet, so she walked up and said, "How are you guys doing?" And the person just said. We're doing okay, but we've been sitting here five minutes without anything, no water, nothing. And, and she goes, she goes, look, we're busy. And anyway, they just snap at each other. The server and the customer snap at each other. And so she goes storming off and she brings back water. Well, within like 10 minutes, they're laughing and they're having this grand old time. And mm-hmm. like I was chatting with someone, so I didn't want to be too distracted. But as I'm listening to the conversation, I'm saying – like she's bonding with this person because of the tension, because of the disagreement. Mm. Like they both felt bad. And so they both probably went out of their way 
to like try to fix it, and this caused them to bond. And she, I guarantee you, she bonded a lot more with that table than she ever did with my table, because I just was going way out of my way to not to cause trouble. And my my fear of tension, fear of anxiety, then actually probably got in the way of a good. You needed to fight it out. You needed mm. to express your emotions, and True. then you needed to be honest with it, and then apologize when you needed to apologize. You know. Convict the other way you needed to convict them, and it allowed the the relationship to be so much better. Now that was a momentary one; they'll probably never see each other again. But if if you have a fight with someone, whether it's in a restaurant like that, or on the podcast where someone thinks you were talking about them, or with the person you love the most, your spouse or your parent, like what what does it? What is the good of reconciliation, and and how should we be attracted to making sure that that happens? Well, two things. One. Father John, you know, brings up a lot the the personality profiles, whatever, oh, yeah. you know, sanguine, sanguine choleric, etc. Yeah. Um and when it comes to uh, you know, fighting, I don't necessarily think that a sanguine would think about it longer than just like in the in the brief moment. They'd probably get frustrated, have the whatever, and then it's done. It's over, you know. Yeah. That's phlegmatic but, as well. That's the part of me that doesn't that we'll get over things quickly. But anyway, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. But I would say, like, for cholerics and melancholics, I would think that they hold on to things longer. Yeah. And they they kind of stew over things longer. Um, and I think part of that lends itself to um, to someone um, who actually is, is thinking and even, like, at, at times, like, fuming over it. But it means that something will eventually come out. Right. Like, uh, we were talking during the break, and I had, he's like, have you had any of this happen? I was like, literally this week. Somebody asked me, you know, they were leading kind of a prayer session uh, at the end of our RCIA. And one of the things they said was, what is is one grace you want to ask for from God? And I was like, reconciliation with this person. Um, And that's all I could think about that entire day. In the midst of everything that was going on, I was just thinking about, like, how am I going to eventually, like, you know, make my apology to this person? And I didn't want to do it, um, but I knew I had to do it. And so, like, there's this inner monologue going on all day, and I'm like, that's enough. I'm just putting it to rest right now. And I went over, and I asked the person's uh, forgiveness, and they were like, yeah, no big deal. And I w- and they forgave me, And but I would never have done it if I was just a pure kind of sanguine. Right, and I think it's the same with with Father John, because Father John and I had a little we had a little, little chirping going on, right, um, over text because you know we're not we're not together anymore, so um, you know we can only do this over you know iMessage or you know like FaceTime or something, and we got a little 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 chirpy <laughs> at each other, and then the whole day, like I think he was thinking about it and I was thinking about it, and to his credit, he called me back. Hmm. Um, and, uh, he was the one that first asked for forgiveness. So what I would say is, um, if you find yourself in a position where like, you're not like immediately predisposed to like thinking about things after they happen, uh, sometimes it's good to just practice like an examine where it's like, did anything happen today that maybe I need to ask for forgiveness Yeah. or, or that somebody, I should actually ask somebody else. Like, maybe you need to apologize. Hmm. I mean, that's weird yeah. to ask somebody else to apologize. But if you're still thinking about it, you know? 
my brother was telling me that he was with a, my brother Joseph was with a family um, that prays every night with the family. And one of the, one of the things they do is they, every kid and every adult goes and apologizes for something that happened that day. Hmm. Like, and they're apologizing to someone in the room, like they're apologizing to someone they're praying with. And I mean, that that's ancient. I mean, that's what the monks used to do in, in the, uh, you know, the chapter of faults and, and, you know, asking for forgiveness from the hegumen, the abbot, et cetera. But, um, but he was saying for little kids, it was just hilarious because they, they, they're, they're kind of retelling the moment. And like the, the, the things that they do for adults is like really funny. Like the things that get kids frustrated, get them riled up. It was really funny. So he was like trying, trying not to laugh while listening to these, you know, kids say they apologize to someone else in the room. But I think you're right. If we get used to, if we every night within our community apologize for those things, we we do we take the scriptural mandate: do not let the sun go down on your wrath or yes. your anger. You know, so there, therefore, every night you are apologizing for this, even the small things. You know, it makes it much easier to to apologize for the big things. But I think the point of what I'm seeing with this with this girl and also with the, with the restaurant in, instance and also within the community there at least is something there's an intensity to the relationship you you know people if they're trying to get if 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 people want attention from you you know usually that's an unhealthy thing but they want attention like i i see this as a pastor people want attention if you don't give them good attention same they say the same thing about parents if you don't give your children or your parishioners good attention they're going to seek out bad attention they're just going to seek out attention if it can't be good then it's going to be bad and they'll try to get you mad just because they got you riled up you that in other words i have affected this person's life if i can't make their life better i'm going to make it worse but i need to impact this person's life somehow you know that's a psychological disorder when you get older but but there's something about that so when you have even a negative interaction with somebody that that is bonding in a way it's not you know it can of course push the two people further away but they've impacted each other's lives in a way that they would not have normally so i think there is something if it if if a negative interaction happens, it should in one way inspire us to say I should have more positive interactions with this person, mm-hmm. so that I so that I'm not as you know shaken or invested in the negative reactions. But but the negative reaction or the negative um, interaction also allows and urges a positive reaction and a positive interaction, so that the bonding can happen, the community can happen in a stronger way. Question: Yes. What do you do if it's been years? Like, I mean, like at first, at first, like the pain is really acute. Yeah. Whether that from another person or like something that you have done. Right. Um, so then at first it's just like, oh my gosh, like I'm really upset or I'm upset at myself that I did that, whatever. Then perhaps hypothetically, um, like it's been six months two years, right. you know, like 10 years. I mean, I've heard, I've heard people like not necessarily in confession, but like coming to me individually and just like, yeah, this happened like 50 years ago. And you can tell that they've, they have never, they've never either apologized or they've never sought reconciliation from this other person. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like, do you really want to go your entire life? Right. Like with that. And then I look into my own life and I'm like, uh, I'm only 33, but some of those things like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, six months ago, like how long? Yeah, I, I, I want I want in a sense you to disagree with me on this, but I, I also want just your feedback because you probably have a, a better 
grasp on this than I do, but because I've hurt more people. No, <laughs> you always do this. Here we you go. always Here do we this. Go. You know what? I've been waiting. Pit I've pause. been waiting five years. I've been waiting five years to say this to you. No, sorry. Go ahead. Um, the, uh, um, the, the, in other words, I think it's it's kind of like in the dating podcast. There, there is a. I think a man, a man needs to be able to walk into a dating relationship mm. saying. I am going to be completely vulnerable and I need to be I need to walk in here with within a sense my heart more open than hers. I think that that's in a sense manly virtue to walk in so I need to say my heart is is more vulnerable than hers is. I'm going to actually protect her heart by opening up mine more. I'm I'm going to to love her in a sense by saying I'm going to give you every opportunity to make me Shoot me down, deny me, make me look like a fool, and I'm I'm going to put myself out there for the sake of this relationship. Even if it's just I'm just asking you out for the first time, I'm going to make it so that I'm going to be more hurt if this ends up being negative than for the sake of the positive, for the sake of my desire yeah. that this works okay. out. I'm going to be open more, be more hurt than you than you are. So I'm going to make sure that that happens. The same thing can happen in reconciliation. It's been these years. The person who is the first person to take the first step of reconciliation has to say, this could go horribly for me. Not, it might not work out at all, but I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to first not even bring up their mistakes. I'm just going to walk in and say, mm-hmm. I'm sorry for doing this. Now, it can't be true reconciliation unless both people apologize. It can't. I mean, that that's objective. It, it has to be, we have to both say, I was wrong and I was wrong. The reality of the situation has to reign. We have to know the reality. But if I walk into it saying, I'm going to walk in and apologize for everything. And if you say you're right, if the person I, I'm, I'm reconciling with says, you know what, you're right, I'm not wrong, but thank you for apologizing, but I have nothing to say. And I still cannot stand mm. you, so get out of my sight. Like, I have to be willing for that to happen to begin the reconciliation process. Yeah. But the risks outweigh, if I'm, a, if I'm a confident person, the risks outweigh the dangers in that case. But I have to go in, in a sense, being the bigger man, the, the more willing to, to be hurt, I'd rather me be hurt than them, and it, it's heroic and it's Christian, but it's I think that has to be the way it is. Yeah, well, I just know that it, it's like that indigestion, but it's it only comes about like if you like happen to see that person yeah. or hear another person related to that person, and then all of a sudden it just gets brought back up, and it's like, man, I'm I'm still I'm I can tell that I'm still. Like hurt because there was never any resolution. Yeah, there was never anything that was kind of said on either party. Yeah, and I'm still holding on to that. Um, so I think I, I think in a way, what you're alluding to is um, it's better to just do it badly. Yeah, yeah, or even to just try. Yeah, you know. Yep. Like sometimes if you're feeling that bad, it's better to make yourself throw up. Yeah. Than to just sit there in pain. You know. Uh, forever right um and so give it a go stick the finger down your throat of yeah i mean like oh yeah it's just like uh i i don't know i mean i was thinking the other day father jason Wunsch, he um he had his 20th class reunion hmm. and uh and we were like you you gotta go you know you just you just have to right um and uh he went he had a great time um and uh, I was thinking to myself, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have my 20th reunion and I don't know how many years, 2001, so five years. Um, and uh, I was thinking to myself, man, what am I going to say to some of those people? Like, and, and legitimately, 
to just, I mean, the first thing on my mind isn't like, man, I'll be so excited to see this person. I'll be so excited to see that person. It's like, what am I going to say to them? Yeah. And, uh, uh, I don't know if it, if, it, if you're already feeling that it's not just guilt. It's like, look, dude, you've been, you've kept that, you know, empty, ugly, moldy yogurt container in your room stinking up for, I don't know how long. And now you're just used to it. Yeah. Just get it over with. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. I don't know. Just wear a wear a dry erase board around your neck that just says I'm sorry written on it. I don't want to I don't want to feel that way. You know, and I certainly don't want to go back to my 20th reunion just to be like, well, I hope some of those people, you know, are ready to apologize to me. Right. Right. You know, and I'm actually I don't I don't have I don't have any ill will towards, you know, I I can't think of anybody, you know, like in that in that class, but I do kind of feel like man, what I said in 7th grade, I still think about that. Hmm. Like that was that was a real jerk thing to do, yeah. and uh, you know, and to just be done with it. And they yeah. may not even remember, right? But you know, like, and even the conversation that you brought up, it was just like, oh yeah, that did happen. And then it was like, oh yeah, that it wasn't that person, right? So yeah, yeah, I I think that that's possible, and I think that's what is it better? Like if you show back up to your to your anniversary and you your your reunion and you see. You see someone that you realize you hurt. You just walk up and start blurting out, "Oh my gosh, I've been thinking about that for a while now." So, see, you know, I'm so sorry for doing this. Because, I mean, is that, that a good thing or a bad? That's thing? what I'm saying. I don't know. Well, I I would say like if it's something that you know is is painful, right. possibly for that other person, you right. should probably do it in yeah. private yeah. instead yeah, of it yeah, just yeah. being like flipping. And it's like, hey, I'm just so sorry about that. Anyways, let me tell right. you about my new, you know, like you know. Yeah, whatever. I, I just think that's the problem with with hurt is that some people are so hurt that they don't even want to bring it up, and it's like, mm. how how do you do it in a way? Can I bring up this hurt in order to apologize for it? But can I bring it up in a way that's not going to be more painful to you? And does that mean like ripping off the the band aid and just calling them aside and saying, can I get ten minutes? And let's just, I'm just going to rip off this band aid, and and then then after that we're done. You know, if you never want to see me again, I understand, but I just I want to. I want to bring this back up again. If they just say, you know what? I can't even talk to you. Like it's, it hurts so much. I don't, I don't want to go through the story again. I don't want to think of it. I don't want to call it to mind, you know? And that, that's where you kind of take one for the team and you say, I've done what I can. I mean, we had a guy in my parish who, who was not receiving Eucharist because he was reading the scriptures where it said, you need to reconcile with everybody before receiving the Eucharist. And he had tried his best, but the person who he wanted to reconcile with had not returned the reconciliation. Mm. So this poor guy thought literally he could not receive the Eucharist for the rest of his life until they, until they said, I accept your apology. Let's move on. And I said, no, like you, you do as much as you can because of their human weakness. They might not do that, but, but you know, you, you, we say, I'm sorry, even if, you know, they're at fault too. I'm sorry for what I did. You know, I, it would be nice if we could talk about this in, in, in more detail or, or at least to, to make sure that there's a, a true, true, honest conversation about exactly what happened and why I'm so hurt. But if not, if I truly felt that I've, I've done what, I've, what I can, then sometimes prayer is the only way. And that brings, actually brings up something else. There is the time, and I've, I've found this to be helpful for people, and I mentioned it in the Forgiveness Podcast too, but there's a time when even calling someone to mind who hurt you or you hurt can be so hard that it can it can lead to despair. Just like just thinking of, of what happened again can lead to despair. And so even praying for the person can be a calling them to mind. 
So prayer for the person can be, in a sense, unhelpful because you're calling to mind events, you're calling to mind people that 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 calling to mind is hurtful. You hope that's only temporary. Hopefully that'll change one day. But in the meantime, that is why we have the Mother of God. That is why we have the saints. We can say, we can say, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to pray for this person. They need prayer. I. They deserve prayer from me, but it, I'm incapable because of my weakness to pray. So, dear, you know, Mother of God, saints, can you please pray for them so that prayer is happening? But, but, and then when I grow, when I become stronger, when I can handle these thoughts in in a more helpful, healthy way, then I'll pick back up that cross of prayer for them. Mm. I'll, I'll pick back up the the mandate I have because what I've done to pray for them. Or, or you know, or what they because of what they've done to pray for them, but yeah. but in the meantime, I need you to do it because it's just I'm I'm not strong enough right now. Well, I mean, I think that's why we have the words of absolution, and particularly the last line for for both, like east and west. The last line for us is, "And I absolve you of your sins. Yeah. And I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. And yours is go in peace and sin no more." But before that, it's I forgive and absolve you. Oh, God forgives you and I absolve you. Yeah. You have to hear that. Yeah. You have to hear that. And that's why it's so important to like actually first thing is just confess it. Right. Confess it and then allow the grace of uh, and the mercy of, of Christ's own forgiveness of you to begin to allow you either to have courage to ask for forgiveness or... Uh, uh, how, what would that patience uh, to uh, forgive another person yeah. and, and to not know when right, or to not know how, like, I don't know how long. I mean, people confess that a lot. It's like, I tried to forgive this person years ago and it still comes up. Yeah. And it's like, well, it takes time. Right. But you're, you're asking for forgiveness. God will forgive you. And eventually, like, you'll be able to forgive that person. Yeah. So... Yeah. And it's also, I think, if, if you're waiting for someone to accept the forgiveness, that can certainly be an instance where patience is needed as well. Like, I, I will, like, I, I had somebody in my parish years ago come up and say, you know, I fell away from the church. I'm now back. I, I was married in the church. Um, we got divorced. I fell away from the church. I got married again outside of the church. And now I want an annulment from my first marriage so I can have this marriage blessed. In other words, the marriage I'm living in now, mm-hmm. I want it blessed. So I want annulment for my first marriage. Um, and and so the, the, the other person had a, had a marriage too, previous marriage. So they needed a very simple annulment because they weren't Catholic. So they both a, a, appealed for the annulments, applied for the annulments, but the the application process for their spouse was their new spouse was so involved and so emotional that they just needed a lot more time. Like they 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 had to tell their story and they couldn't do it without crying and rehashing all the negative things right. and all the positive things. So anyway, the person came up to me frustrated and said, "Father, I, I cannot receive the Eucharist until my spouse gets their emotional act together and and actually fills out the the paperwork." And I said. You know, I know that you can't receive the Eucharist, and that is something to mourn for. That is something to to say this is obviously a negative thing. But the virtue here is to allow this this person who you love right. to, to be be patient with them. Let them right. go through the process at the, at the, at the pace that's going to be helpful to them. If you hasten them along and make them feel bad and, and become embittered to them, like, like, come on, just hurry this up so I can receive the Eucharist. The, the Eucharist is not as effective. Right. And, and, and you're receiving the grace of God, 
less than you will but from the Eucharist, but when the Eucharist is received well, you're receiving it because of your patience with them. Let them take their time and fill out the paperwork at the, at the pace that is healthy for them, and your patience with them will allow the Eucharist to be more helpful to you when you receive it, and in the meantime, you're receiving grace by loving this person enough to be patient with them and, and receiving the Eucharist spiritually, etc., doing what you can before you can receive it. Yeah. Truly, you know, in its I, full form. I mean, honestly, like the best advice, I mean, and parents teach this to their kids is you need to say you're sorry. Yeah. You need to say you're sorry. Like the evil one will convince you that, you know, like you have every right to be angry and, you know, like it's not that big of a deal. And why are they so upset about all these things? You'll feel so much better. Like, even if somebody says, oh, it was nothing, no problem. Like, right. I forgive you. Like, don't don't concern yourself about it anymore. Right. You've done what you need to do, yeah. you know? I mean, don't be somebody that's just always, you know, beating the breast and, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, like, if you know you've actually hurt somebody, or, like, even a crossword, and, I mean, a- in a parish, there is ample opportunities yeah. to catch me at the wrong time, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I-, I just have to come back to them and be like, sorry about that, Yeah, you know? And and I I need to become better about, you know, forgiving uh, and asking for forgiveness. So. Yeah, I also think that there's a spiritual reality when it comes to that. And when I, even if I can almost guarantee that, that if I'm going to go to the person and we both wronged each other, we both wronged each other, and I'm going to go up to them and I'm going to say, I'm sorry. And I'm pretty sure they're going to say, thank you for saying that. Now get out of here. Like they're not going to say I'm sorry back. And if I walk into that only going to be happy with the encounter if the person says they're sorry as well, mm-hmm. then I'm going for the wrong reasons. And th- there is a spiritual reality where if I say I'm sorry and I know I've done my part, and even if I have the most pious desire for them to say they're sorry for their own soul, like I know they did something wrong for the sake of their soul, I want them to apologize to me because it's better for them and their soul to do it. Like if if I say I'm sorry and I and even if I say, and I know you might not think you're the wrong, but I forgive you, that has a spiritual loosening on their culpability. It, it, you know, they still need at some point to 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 own up to it. But there's, I I am in a sense have have allowed God through my own actions of forgiving them for what even if they can't apologize for it. I I've there's been a spiritual loosening of the binding of that sin on their mm. soul, so that they are through God's work. You know, he can he can facilitate through my actions which is humbling. He can facilitate through my actions the ability for this person, God willing, one day, even if if I'm on their deathbed, if I'm not there, to be able to ask God for forgiveness for what they've done too because I have forgiven them already. Yeah. All right. But I think think one of the biggest points is that 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 can be a, a, a disagreement ending in apologies, asking your any forgiveness can be and it can be even more bonding than mm-hmm. if if the disagreement never happened. God takes evil instances and He makes good out of them. I was just sharing with with you, Father, during the break um, that that woman who I gave a shout out to last time, who was a uh, who was convicting me of doing a very boring podcast. Like I felt bad because other people in the same on the same Facebook post were like building me up and saying how great it was, and you know, doing uh, uh, um, what do you call it? 
Legos. Not some some guy did Legos. He does every time. It's awesome. And then um, oh, he, he he deserves a shout out. And then there was yeah, photoshopped my face onto onto Leonidas's body. Like it was things like that. And I I didn't I didn't interact with them as much as I did with someone who thought I did was negative about it. And Squeaky I thought, wheel gets the grease. Yeah, exactly. And that that's not always a good thing. But you know it, it it can help bond. But yeah, so praise of course and and conviction and asking for forgiveness is all good for community building and bonding, etc. So. All right, you're shutting down. I'm actually getting ready to sneeze, and okay. I don't want to do it into the microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Well, do you have any shout-outs? I had one, and now I've forgotten it. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't think of anything either. Shout-out to Father Mike and Father John in Rome. I know. We miss you guys. This is how we're going to test to see if they actually listen to our podcast, too. Shout-out. Text us and say you got the shout-out, and let yeah. us know. <laughs> Loving and forgiving are you, oh John. Slow to anger, rich in kindness. Loving and forgiving are you. Not slow to anger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're correction. We're definitely. I mean, you and I haven't had many many scuffles. No. Uh, Mike and I have had, you know, yeah, maybe a few, if that. Um, John and I, we we tend to we tend to we tend to get a little little feisty, even that day on the um, uh, what's it called uh, Periscope live Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we were we were not in a good place. Okay. John and I were not in a good place. I was nervous. He was maybe maybe nervous. Whatever. We both needed to make our apologies, huh. and in the end, like we both laugh at it. Yeah. But you know. Um, I don't necessarily feel like I'm I'm not close with the people that I don't fight with. Right. But in a way, like the people that I fought with, I'm usually pretty close to them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that is a good thing. And there, there's got to be ways of being close to people without fighting. But but if you're being dishonest and that's why you're not fighting, then of course that's not going to be bonding. I will give you. I will give the audience a um, uh, homework. Um, I can't say this on the air, um, so I'll just I'll you know clean it up. But there is a there is a story uh, by Flannery O'Connor called the artificial um, the artificial um, uh, derogatory term for a black man. Um, I don't want to say on the air, uh, but you can find it in her short stories, and that is all about forgiveness. Hmm. And uh, that one totally rocked me. Hmm. Um, so if you want to see like a literary version of what we're kind of talking about, mm-hmm. give it a go. Have you ever read that one? No. Okay. Yeah. yeah I have it. I read that. Father Nick Blaha. He he knows the story behind that. I wasn't. It wasn't in a fight with him. I was in a fight with somebody else. But he recommended that story, and it it converted me. So that might be an interesting one to give as a penance. <laughs> you got you to explain the title. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just print off. There you go. Maybe I'll just print off copies and just hand them out to people. That's not a bad idea. Uh, there was a priest, uh, well, Cabrini, Father Sean McGrath. He keeps uh, like this binder of like things next oh, to his confessional, nice. and then he'll just pull out things. And they're like, he showed me some of them, and it's like, man, that's so helpful. Yeah, I don't even have prayer cards. I'm yeah. just like. Uh, read Psalm 28 and they're like I don't even have a Bible I'm like I don't even know what Psalm 28 is get out of here so no alright no shout outs shout out to Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior I fight with him a lot 
Yep. And we reconcile a lot, so yep. we, we bonded it quite a bit. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I can follow that one. Uh, Catholic Stuff Father, Podcast. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Catholic Stuff Podcast, gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, interact on Facebook, yell at us on Facebook. Banter what on Facebook. What are we going to do? Banter on Facebook. Okay, folks. Bye. We'll see you later. Pew.